Welcome, beloved, to this program that is designed with you in mind to cause you to be established in the Word of God. I want to take you to our service today and get ready to be blessed even as we were blessed. Your life will never be the same. Now, today's episode. Father, we thank you. We give you praise in Jesus' name. Amen. Let's put our hands together for Jesus. Oh, let's put our hands together for Jesus. Please, if you are doing this for Jesus, you can do it better than you are doing. We thank God for this wonderful morning. Please, am I good to go? Talk to me. Okay. We thank God. Let's be seated in the presence of the Lord. It is such a blessing and a joy coming your way this morning with the word of God. But before I do that, please, with all due respect, how many of you came for first service? With all due respect, can we close our eyes as we begin to thank God for this wonderful occasion? giving us to be gathered in his presence and peace and tranquility we want to lift up our voice and begin to thank him let's begin to adore him let's begin to bless his name for this wonderful blessing he has been to us please lift up your voice and let's pray lift up your voice and let's pray lift up your voice and let's pray lift up your voice and let's talk to the Lord if you are doing it unto Jesus, you can do it better. Lift up your voice, talk to God, lift up your voice, talk to God, talk to God, talk to God. Child of God, you want to talk to God, you want to talk to God, you want to talk to God this morning. You want heaven to hear your voice with thanksgiving. Lift up your voice. The Bible tells us in the book of Job that Job said, I will lift up my voice with the voice of thanksgiving. And the Bible said, when he lifted up his voice with the voice of thanksgiving, the Lord commanded the whale or the, the fish to, to vomit him. And so you want to pray this morning and lift up your voice in thanksgiving. And as you do any whale, any fish that has swallowed your blessing, swallowed your breakthrough, swallowed your peace, will vomit it out in the name of Jesus. Let's talk to God. Let's talk to God. Lift up your voice and let's talk to God. Let's talk to God. Let's talk to God. Let's talk to God. Lift up your voice. Lift up your voice and let's pray. Somebody, please close your eyes. Talk to God. Let heaven hear your voice this morning. Lebrados, kabadada, shadagados, kabrandas. Ragadada, shadows, kepadadis, repadados, kada. Father, we give you praise. We give you glory. Mali, bradoska. 
Father, we give you praise this morning for your love. We give you praise this morning for your grace. We give you praise this morning for all the wonderful things you are doing in our lives. We bless you. We give you praise, O God. Mali in Jesus mighty name Amen oh somebody shout Amen God bless you for coming please you want to work with me yes come and work with me you have a visitor in our mess let's share a word of prayer Heavenly Father it is time to declare your word your word is already anointed and so I ask that may you anoint these lips of clay grant me all plans and make me a blessing in Jesus' name, amen. We thank God for this wonderful morning. It is such a blessing and such a joy coming your way with the word of God this morning. And as the year is gradually going to an end, we, we are also very, I'm sure most of us are ready preparing for next year. Two of us. Please, those of you chatting, I'm preaching. I'm I'm preaching the word of God. So come forward, all of you. Every movement should cease. And all of you should move forward. Please be seated. Yes. With the exception of just one person doing the registration. You should partake. You should be part of the service. If at the end of this service, I'm going to inspect notes. Notes. Including the sound guys. Yes, sound guys, not so can Amen. Amen. Oh, amen. Amen. This morning I want to share with you and a pain a message I have entitled How to Attract the Blessings of the Lord in the upcoming year. How to attract the blessings of the Lord in the upcoming year. And one of the things I want you to understand is this. When it comes to the blessings of the Lord, or when it comes to God blessing people, He doesn't discriminate. God does not discriminate. Asking who to bless and who not to bless. Is somebody here? For the Bible tells us God is not a respecter of persons. He is not a respecter of persons. In other words, he doesn't give people more favor than others. God deals with us based on how we deal with him. And so, if we are going to attract the blessings of God in the upcoming year, there are certain things you and I must know and understand. Is somebody with me? If not, we will enter 2021 and leave the year just as we did in 2020. I'm sure a lot of you attended 31st night. Me, me, sure say you be, 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 31st night. 
and you Last pray year. that 2020 will be a very blessful year to me. But for most of us, it turned out that it was just an ordinary year to us. Why? I didn't. Was it because God didn't answer our prayer? the answer is no it wasn't because God didn't answer our prayers but it was because we were not ready for the blessings we were asking for so it is one thing asking for something and another thing getting ready for what you are asking for is somebody here with me amen amen and so in the upcoming year we want to get ready we want to prepare for the blessings God is going to release unto us it's going to be a year where a lot of people will receive breakthroughs it is going to be a, a, a year where the captivity of many people will be turned around it is going to be a year in which God is going to set at liberty they that have been oppressed. It is going to be a year that God is really going to show an uncommon favor to some of us. But if all these things will come to you, you must know how to position yourself well for the blessing. Because whatever you are not prepared for, you cannot handle. Whatever you are not really groomed and prepared for, you cannot handle. I know of a rich man. I know of a rich man who had a lot of wealth. This rich man died and left behind so many houses and other material possessions for his children. He had three children. One male and two females. And when the man died, his children were not well prepared to take over the property their father has left behind. The gentleman among the ladies was a drunkard. So he goes around drink from spot to spot. Restaurant to restaurant. Drinking bars to drinking bars. He even started this before his father died. And when his father passed away, this gentleman kept on drinking to the point that he drank all the money his father left in his account. When the account ran bankrupt or empty, he, he moved into the house and started drinking the house. Somebody asks, how did he drink the house? He just goes to um, the spot or the drinking bar with a ceiling fan in the house. And you tell the bar attendant that oh, well, today I don't have money, so you just take the fan and give me drink which is equivalent to that amount. So he drank the ceiling fan. He drank the ACs in the house. Drank the doors. And finally he drank the whole house. So you'd realize that 
this gentleman was not really prepared for the blessing his father gave him. And so when you are not ready for a blessing, it becomes a curse unto you. A lot of you are not ready for marriage. When you marry now, it will be a disaster. A lot of you are not ready for a car. If you should get a car today, you will die by tomorrow morning. Yes. Oh, I know of a gentleman who bought a brand new car and had an accident and died in the car that very day. I, I also know of a gentleman who has been amputated. Because he bought a brand new motorcycle he didn't know how to ride it but he wanted to ride it so is he some, a rider brought it to the house for him and the, the bike was parked in front of his wall so he just sat on it turned on the key press the starter started the engine and it just went straight into the wall when they, when they took him to the hospital they had to amputate his leg why because he was not ready for that time somebody here with me the reason why divorce rate is going up is because people are not really ready for, for it and if you are living in a country like my country Ghana it is dangerous for you to live here and marry without knowing anything about marriage because in Ghana it's easy to get a license to, that, that shows that you are married in my country we place emphasis we place much emphasis on driver's lances than marriage lances so if you want to go for a driver's license it will take you probably a month or two but if you want to go for a lances for marriage it will take you less than three days and so you realize that so many people are entering into things they are not prepared for a lot of you are not ready yet for marriage. And so all what I'm trying to say is that next year if you are really going to receive the blessings of the Lord then you must be prepared for that blessing. That's what I'm saying. And so that is what I'm talking about. What? What's the, what's the title of my message? How to attract the blessings of the Lord in the upcoming year. And you see, I'm just going to take you to a very quick point, some few points that I have. You see, let's go to someone. Can you give me this? Let me use this author. I give my iPad, give my phone. Girls, we don't have a screen. I want to stand here. So someone, the Bible says, "Blessed is the man that walks not in the counsel that does not walk in the counsel of the ungodly." No, stands in the 
way or the path of sinners. Or sit in the seat of the scornful. Who is there? Who is there? Just read this for me. Uh-huh. Blessed is the man that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly. We don't. No, sit in the seat of the scuffle. But his delight is in the law of the Lord. We don't. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. 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 Verse five. Uh-huh. Therefore, the ungodly shall not stand in the judgment. Okay. No sinners in the congregation of the righteous. For the Lord knoweth the way of the righteous. Now, thank you. Listen. Thank you. The Bible says. Say. Blessed is the man. Blessed is the man. That works not in the council of the ungodly. So the first thing you must take note if you are really going to attract the blessings of the Lord is to watch out for the counsel of the ungodly. Watch Watch out for the counsel of the ungodly. Counsel is advice. So I'm saying that when we say somebody is, is going to be blessed or somebody is prepared for a blessing, the first thing they watch out is they, they always make sure they don't mingle themselves with the counsel of the ungodly. Who is an ungodly person? Now, this is what we must understand. Is somebody with me? So maybe you can you can write this. Wait me at your way. As your subheading. Who is an ungodly person? Why an ungodly person is is an an there's a word like an unholy person. When somebody is unholy, that person is an ungodly person. Number two, an ungodly person is a godless person. Somebody whose life is minus God. Godless. There is no God. Or anything of God in his life. That's when we talk of an ungodly person, we are talking of an irreligious person. You see, and I'm telling you, follow me. There are so many. Let me give you well. The next one, how many points have I given you? I said an ungodly person, number one, is an unholy person. An ungodly person, number two, is what? A godless person. And I'm saying that number three, an ungodly person is what? An irreligious person. And so when the Bible says, blessed is the man who walks not in the counsel of the ungodly, 
The Bible is saying that the man who does not take the advice of an unholy person is blessed. If you are really going to receive the blessings of God in the upcoming year, you must watch the counsel you take and watch the people from whom you take those counsel. For it has the power to either make or, or make you. A lot of us take advice from people that are not holy. A lot of us take advice from friends that are not godly. Who are your advisors? Who are your advisors? Who are the people who speak into your life? Who are the people that gives you counsel? When there is a situation in your life, which voices speaks to you? It's something you must watch out. Mark my lips. You will never prosper. When you don't watch or mark the counsel and the advices of ungodly people. See, when you encounter an ungodly and an unholy person, when you are in need of money, the first option that comes to their head is to have a boyfriend. That's the first thing. Have a boyfriend who can who can take care of you. And if, if most of you be frank, there are some of your friends that recommend guys to you. There are some of the people that recommend certain things to you. You better watch out for these people. There, there, there are times, is it? It is not their fault. Because there is nothing good in them. So you don't expect a bad person to give you a good advice. So when you encounter an unholy person, they rather mock at you for living righteous. And they tell you, ah, ah, you are a fool. So you mean nobody is using this thing? This thing. And they begin to hold certain part of your body. Just to explain to you how foolish you have been. But you see, the problem is that you have encountered a counsel of an ungodly person. And so you better watch out if you are going to prosper. Hey, auntie, watch out for that ungodly person. Hey, auntie, there are certain conversations you cannot have and must not have. You, you don't know. But there are certain conversations after having them for 30 minutes, you feel like sleeping with somebody. There are certain people you cannot talk to them. For instance, your exes. Those of you have got an ex girlfriend, ex boyfriend. If the, the relationship is no more, you cannot and must not continue talking to them. You, you must not continue. Why? Because when you begin to talk to them, 
You see, you were once bad. First, now I say. And by the grace of God, you've been transformed into a good person. So when you relate with the people you were relating with when you were you were you were, you were bad, and the probability of going back is very high. What is it? The Bible said darkness has nothing to do with light. Any time light shines, darkness cannot comprehend. In other words, it can't stand. Now you are in the light. And Jesus calls you the light of this world. So why is it that you are relating with darkness? Why is it that you are walking in the council of darkness? that all holy people are the, are those who give you advice. You must watch out. If not, 2021 will just be to you like 2020 was to you. There are a lot of people, they just live within the year. So they enter 2020, the new year. Then they start January, February. Because in January, February, people are mostly... They change, you understand? People usually repent. Those who repent will repent. And people say, Oh, this year, I, I don't I don't want to do certain things again. By the time you realize in March, the first fall will come. The second fall. And the year becomes an ordinary year. As for you and I, it must not happen anymore. Some of you must intentionally block your excess on your phone. Block them. Block them. Anybody whose conversation usually leads you to unholiness. And some of, there are some people you talk to them, you don't feel like you're a Christian. Okay. So that they look down on you, the things you say, and the things they force you to say. When you finish the question, am I the one who spoke? Watch them out. Mark them. Mark them. Avoid them. It's very important. Yes. I've, I've had such people in my life. Is he, is he, one time I had, I had, I had a friend. She was just a friend, actually. She was just a friend. No, yeah, Some of you, I think I've told you this before. I, went to, I, I just went to minister somewhere. I wasn't even married then. I went to minister. And she was the one who was designated to carry my iPad and whatever. So she was my servant. Yeah. My, my aide in the church. So after preaching. Then I was driving home. She called them. Hello. Me pitch you and bed with your friend. Hello. Some of you, you have got a nice way of. <laughs> so she said hello. I said oh hello. Hello. Let me just so. Then she said oh eh, please I'm, I'm calling. It, it was it was around nine thirty in the yeah, evening. Yeah, around nine thirty. We close we close around nine. Yeah, Pombay at nine. Yeah, I was calling to check on you and find out if you've got. To. I said oh please, I'm home. Thank you. Me friend, please say what could you fear. Then she started calling. No, Sasha, say friend. 
Oh, yesterday your word was powerful. And to me. But the truth is that I have never had such an encounter with the word of God like you preached it. And I want you to know that I was I was blessed by the word. So I just said, Oh well, we thank God. So I just I just hanged up. No, I was just they say, huh, man of God. And some of you, you are way Italy. She didn't say man of God. She said, oh, man of God. I said, oh, man of God. There is something I've always wanted to ask. So I told her, oh, go ahead. Then she said, you see, um, um, is, it, is it good for a lady to propose to a guy? Then I said, oh, well, there are a lot of theories about that. But to me, I think that it is not good for a woman to blot out openly to a man. But there are ways and means to show a guy that you are interested. See, women are masters of science. They are masters of science. If a woman Want something, she knows what to do to get it. It is men who doesn't know how to, you see. If a married woman wants um, sex, if a married woman wants sex, she doesn't need to call her husband and say, Oh, you see, today I want it to. No, no, no. All they need to do is just go to the bathhouse. Bath. Come into the room with their towel, or even to the study room where the, the man is studying with the towel, as if to take something. Then the, the towel just drop, and as if <laughs> she, she has not seen it, and just just that, the man will understand what the the seasons and the times are calling for. That women are masters of science. You don't need to talk. So the, the lady said, oh, well, thank you. Then she, she added another question. So what if you are showing the signs and the guy is not seen? And I said, then maybe you should, you should show more signs. Then she said, oh, well, what if at the end of the day you've tried everything you can and it's not working? No, oh, please, um, can we talk later? But even before, even before that conversation, even before that conversation, that very night, that and day, God said to me, avoid her. In my dream, avoid her. And I said, What? And I'm saying, What? Holy Spirit, are you suspecting me? Oh, <laughs> you know, you know, I don't have any intention. <laughs> I'm, I'm innocent, is it? <laughs> My mind hasn't gone there. You know what you are thinking? Because truly, I've never thought of that. Like, going <laughs> But then my wife, my wife to be was there. I was going planning to get married. This woman, and she's not even beautiful, like the way I would want it. And so I, I realized that though. 
I don't have any plan. Then the Holy Spirit said, avoid it. I said, no, 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 no. But how can you? How can you say that? Then she, he said, have a look at it. When I think, I saw myself in the future. And I saw a chair. Which was a pastor's seat. A very big pastor's seat. And I saw other reverend ministers standing around the seat. Then they said, Oh, um, Pastor Amos, we want you to sit on this chair. Then they, one of them asked the question Is there anybody around who has got something to say against him? Or is, there, is there any reason why we shouldn't put him on this chair? We, we chair. You are, it's just talking of a position. A place, or a place of leadership. You be shocked. So when you see a, 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 a throne, a, a stance of power. So he said, is there anybody here who has got something to say? Or any reason why we shouldn't put him on the chair? Then lo and behold, guess who I saw? This lady I saw that very day was walking majestically like this. When she came, she stood and she looked at me and she smiled. Then she asked, she asked the reverend ministers that asked him whether he knows me. Yes. And she did like this. Ask him whether he knows, he knows me. In the dream or vision, let me call it a night vision. Then, I also asked, I also told the reverend minister that ask her if I've slept with her. In the dream. Then I stood up. I'm sorry. When I stood up, I realized that hey, I am falling into the hands of an ungodless. I am I am going to play with an unholy person. And I'm telling you, cares be any man who put confidence in his flesh. Who puts confidence in in your flesh. What is the meaning of putting confidence in your flesh? When you begin to say, oh, ask for me, I, I can handle this. Oh, oh, well, I can, I can, I can visit him. Nothing will happen. Oh, oh, oh yes, yeah, I've done it before. Oh, my uh, when I was dating, so, so, and so, I went there, and even in the night, nothing happened. Yes. Yes. When you do that, you are putting confidence in your friend. Oh yes, sir. When you begin to say, oh, well, I can go and bath in this house and change and oh, nothing will happen. Nothing will happen. Nothing will happen. Oh, well, I can go and sleep there and by the next morning I'll come home. At least he's my friend and well, I don't have any bad intention. So, nothing will happen. You are putting confidence in your flesh. Trust me. This flesh has never known to do good. That is why even sometimes the flesh of anointed men of God still takes them down. Man's greatest enemy is your flesh, not the devil. 
this flesh one day my spiritual father Bishop Charles Adinasari told me that he went to visit a spiritual father who was a gun an old man and the man was dying so Bishop went there and he knelt down and asked him to pray for him then he said the man of God this old dying man of God opened his mouth and he said hello in other words kill the flesh in God that's, that's kill it hello hello kill the flesh kill Kill the flesh. Kill the flesh. Kill the flesh. Bishop said he never understood the prayers. Bishop said Until he left the man. And he started to think about why the man was saying kill the flesh. Then he realized that all the great men that ever surfaced in this on this earth were destroyed by their flesh. Tell your neighbor, Kill the flesh. You must kill it. You must kill it. If you don't kill your flesh, you begin to put confidence in it. Oh, that's for this movie. I can watch it. Oh, sir. Oh, it's just the middle part that has got some sexual whatever. But I want to even ignore it. One day, a man was watching a movie with a six-year-old child. They were watching a movie. <laughs> and the mom was, was lying, relaxing in a chair. Papa no, no, uh, and the child. And was watching. And I was watching. And I was watching. And I was the And I was And it will happen. So the man took the remote and he turned it off. Then the child said, Ah, shit, 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 shit. shit, shit, shit. Then his father said, Hey, Junior, what is the problem? What, what is it? He said, Shit, the way the man was going to chop the lady. Hey. Hey. The man said, I was shocked. My six-year-old child. She even thought it was, the child thought it was light out. Said, shit, shit, shit. Shit, shit, shit. The way this man was going to chop the lady. So, you see, it simply meant that the child has now started relating with unholy people. And so you must be careful. Child of God, you must be careful. Watch how you relate with unholy people. Number two, I said you watch how to relate. Watch how you relate with godless people. 
godless person somebody who has taken deliberately taken God out of their life this is somebody who upon all the facts and the evidence we have in this world to prove the existence of God has decided that God does not exist that God used or the Bible used in describing godless people another word that the Bible uses to describe such people it's a fool the word fool so the Bible says there's a fool who had already said in his heart that there is no God. So if you know anybody who is an atheist, you are looking at a fool. How can you deny the existence of God by looking at the sea? Look at how boisterous the, the sea is. And when you look at the topography of the world, you realize that land is just 30%. And water or the water bodies is 70%. And I ensure 70%. But never one time have we heard in the history of, of, of man that the, you see, water has destroyed the entire world. Have you heard one before? Have you heard one before? Apart from what happened in, 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 in Genesis. Uh, Even that one was God who deliberately did that. We have 70% water. And 30% land. And nobody is controlling this thing. And it's There should be one day be a natural disaster for this 70% water body to wash away this 30%. I said that It's like putting me here and putting my son, my, my one and a half year old son, and access to fight. His strength can So what I'm trying to say is that if there is no God, then by this time the sea should have washed away the entire earth twice or at least four times but it has, but it has never happened not even once and you look at this and you say there is no God look at the mountains look at the sun look at the moon who, so who tells the sun to go down and allow the moon to come in the evening who, who, who does all those things why isn't that, that there can be a natural disaster at least one day for the sun and the moon to crash why is it that these things doesn't happen it is said that one star is hanging on top of us. One star is bigger than the earth. Yes. There are a lot of stars. And according to um, scientists, they say there is a star just one like this is bigger than the whole earth. And, and it is hanging. 
What is holding this star from falling one day accidentally? And you are here telling me there is no God. That is why the Bible said anyone who doubts the existence of God is a fool. The Bible doesn't usually insult, but when you see God insult, that means that. That person is really a fool. Because you must be a fool to be a fool. Amen. So watch the counsel of godless people. There are some people they insult God. In your house, in your house. At your workplace. There are some of your bosses they insult God. They insult Jesus. My house master. My house master was cool when I was in secondary school. He said he would never be a Christian over his dead body. He would die than be a Christian. Because God is a hypocrite. He, if he thinks he's God, why didn't he allow the devil to stay with him? He said, when the devil fought against him in heaven, he brought him to us that we should live with him over here. And if he's God, why didn't he stay with the devil? Like he will see what the devil will do to him. You look at how people think. And you just realize that you are encountering a godless person. Godless people blaspheme the name of God. Godless people fight against churches. Sorry. Hey, I'm telling you. So be careful. You can be in the house of God and still be a godless person. You can be part of this church and the devil will use you to fight against us. So be careful. Blessed is the man that walks not, walks not, walks not, walks not. See, to walk means to agree. Amos said, two people cannot walk unless they agree. So, to walk means to agree. So, blessed is the man that does not agree with the counsel of the God on God. Yes. And sometimes you see, eh, pastors of today, pastors of today are, are there for money. And a Christian woman will say, eh, it's true. This one is true. This one is true. You are walking in the counsel of an ungodly person. Hey, oh, nowadays every is it, every pastor is a is a cunning man. They are not straightforward. In our local dialect, we say they are zan. They are all 419 people. They do people for their money. Every pastor, every pa- these are the words of a godless person. The moment you begin to agree with them. Whether verbal or non-verbal. You are walking in their council. I'm telling you. I am telling you. Be careful. Hey. And nowadays there are people that have taken it upon themselves to fight against churches. Fight against pastors. Fight against pastors. 
fight against anything that concerns church. Oh, yes. Aye. And when they when they are in power, when they are passing a law, they don't pass a law to favor a church. Or the church. And you will see a Christian lady and a man. Who will say something or even talk and quote these ungodly people? Even what this person said is true. The church is destroying. The church is spoiling. Are you not part of the church? Who is the church? You are saying the church is. Who is destroying the church? Why not say sorry? No. You and I. Today we have people seated in the same church auditorium and they don't talk. They don't talk. They are not talking. Are you talking to her? Are you talking to him? They are not talking. And you go out and godless people say, Oh, the church is being destroyed. There is hypocrisy in the church. And you say yes. You and the question is, who is destroying the church? I said, beside why are We are the ones behind. So if 2021 is going to be a blessful year to you, you must watch the counsel of godless people. What is the next one I gave you? Maybe I, I think I should be wrapping up. I, don't know. Okay. I have some few minutes to go. It is irreligious. So a godless, when the Bible says blessed is the man who does not walk in the counsel of the ungodly. To be, to be ungodly means to be irreligious. A lot of you are not religious. A religious person is somebody who observes observes certain sacraments and certain commands by a religion. There is a religion in this world which has promised its members that once they can kill themselves for the religion, they are going to heaven. Once they can they can die for the religion, they will be given 70 virgins. You say you are a Christian. And mostly we talk and we say these people are missing. This one they don't know God. This one is not godly. What are you doing with the what are you doing with the truth? And then I wouldn't cry And there are some people in this church. Number one, they don't like praying. To be, to be religious means to be prayerful. These are the people who are your friends. People who doesn't come for prayer meetings. They are your friends. People who doesn't come for teaching, teaching services. They are your friends. And the Bible says, Blessed is the man who does not walk in the council of irreligious people. There are some of you, you are Sunday church goers. You are not Christians yet. We only see you on Sunday. There are some of you, eh? We call you fair weather Christian. A fair weather Christian. 
a fair weather Christian is a Christian who looks and analyzes the weather before they come to church. So when they assess it, oh, today it looks like it will rain. Oh, let me sleep. Let's sleep. And well, today it looks like I am tired. So mm, I feel pain. Let me sleep. Let's sleep. You're a fair weather Christian. You're not a, a committed Christian. And next year, you, you see, I'm telling somebody the truth. Next year, you must you must pack your things and migrate. Next year, I from being an irreligious person to a religious person. To be religious is not even enough. By the following year, you must get ready, pack your things from being a religious person to somebody who has a personal relationship with God. The ultimate in Christianity is the fear of God. Hey, is somebody here? The ultimate in Christianity is to have the fear of the Lord. One day I heard somebody say that. You see, spirituality is not determined by the number of hours you pray. Neither is it determined by the number of times you fast. So it is not your prayer and fasting that determines your spirituality. It is not the kind of church you attend and who is your pastor that determines whether you are spiritual or not. But spirituality is seen in your fear of the Lord. If you fear God, without supervision, there are certain things you will not do. Not because of what somebody will say, but because there is a fear of God in you. So tell your neighbor, be careful. Tell your neighbor, be careful. Be careful. Oh, I said, tell your neighbor, be careful. Of godless people. Of godless people. Tell your neighbor, beware. Of irreligious people. This year, this year, as the year goes to an end. Let it wash away all your irreli- irreligiosities in your life. As you enter next year, you must be a Christian whose mind is tuned on God and not on man. If you are focused on man, the little thing a man does to you will affect you. I'm telling you. <laughs> that is why I have seen is it now, nowadays, nowadays I fear when people relate with me nowadays when somebody is getting too close to me I fear I fear not because I don't want them to get closer I fear because maybe it will hinder their Christian growth. Because the more people relate with me, the more I become very conversant with them. Or the more I become used to. The more people become, you see, the more people get closer, the more conversant and used to or familiar they become to you. And when they become familiar to you, listen, follow me. Please look at me. Don't look at me. Yes. 
when people become familiar or too familiar the little thing you say the little thing you do the little mistakes they begin to pick up it affects them and it drives them away from you and even from God yes I have, see when I'm, I'm one person when you the more you get closer to me your, your concern becomes my concern the things that worries you worries me then you realize that I begin to give my advice give contributions at times I even make my, my will override your will for your own good sometimes I get up and pray Stand up, you are tired and so what? Stand up Sorry, and pray. Them, mom, How many of you were at our camp last, last year? You were there. Camp last, year. last year, I took them for a camp. And we were going to pray. How yeah. many hours did you pray? Yeah. Three hours non-stop. Some of them prayed that yeah. this lady. She prayed that and she did like the pastor, my leg. And she went, she went, she said, <laughs> <down. laughs> When I got I said, get up and let's go. <laughs> Come on, let's go. Come and on, I held her hand like this. Let's go. And it was in the night. <laughs> Around what time? We started at 11 and we closed at 1. Was it 1 or 2? Yes. And she was sleeping. No, that. And she was, it was that time that I saw a standing, somebody who can stand and sleep. Standing sleep. I've never seen one before. It was that day that I saw people who can fake that they are praying, but they are sleeping. So maybe I carried there. Let's go. Pray. Lift up your voice and pray. And should we pray? Should we pray? Should we pray? I said, pray. At a point, I saw that the, the sleep has disappeared. Then I left her. I was passing. I saw that Brahma. He was sleeping in the in the. Is it? It was a park. So he was in the goalpost. park. And he was there like this. But the opponent was talking in his And he was sleeping. And I said, Brahma, what are you he sleeping? He said, No. Then he did like this. Sukaberia, 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 Sukaberia. And I, I realize that sometimes when somebody likes you, they force you to do certain things. At a point, even in this house, if you hear cry, baby, because of my love for some of these ones, I had to force them to pray. Force them to have their quiet time. Force them to read a book of the Bible and summarize it. Force them. Like I look at you, okay, you are reading First Samuel, the whole book of First Samuel. Read the whole book and summarize and write it to me. Bring me the summary. How many of you were there? Because of my love for them, I can gather them and make them write quiz. Yes. Sorry. Take your pen. For our pen. Question number one. Question number one. Who is Onisiphorus? Onisiphorus. Who is that? Why no, no. Which Ghanaian town is in the Bible? Ghana. You remember this question? Ghana, Dimbe, and there is a town in Ghana which is in the in, in the Bible. 
Ghana didn't be what trust him. Is what? Tema. Tema. And what? And who? Tema ni who? Trust him. And they didn't know how to force them. No, we need to So, so, you see, when people begin to get closer, I begin to force them to do certain godly things. When they are not careful, and they fall, they stay very far away from me. I've had people who are very close to me, and now I've very far away from me. I have, I've had people I called to confront because they were not doing things right. I even have I've had people I have called personally to tell them that you see, you know what, you did this and you did that. I didn't like it. I'm telling you today. And by saying that, by telling them what I felt was wrong, they rather got angry and stood very far away from me. I've addressed so many things in this house. One day I called the lady, I told her, listen, at first you were doing this and you were doing this. Then at the point, you stopped. And I had to personally invite you several times to come and do it. And you didn't come. The worst of it was one day it was a, a meeting. It was a chess service. And I had to use my microphone invite her to come and do that particular thing. And she said she's sick so she can't do it. So I felt, oh, well, maybe if she's sick today, by next week, she'll be okay. She, she, she never came. So I called her. I said, you know what? My friend, I This thing you did. I didn't like it. It really hurt me. When I called you to do this and you told me you can't do it. I've never heard that from you before. So watch it. I, it's, it's one of the things I really didn't like. About. And she said, oh, well, then I'm sorry. That, that was, then I'm sorry. That was the last time I heard from her. That was the last time. Now when I call, she doesn't pick. They say, my friend, I'm on Now when I call her, she doesn't pick. They say, my friend, I'm on What was the crime? The crime was me calling her to tell her that you did this and did this. It wasn't good. And so, at the point when, when that thing happened, there was somebody else who did exactly something similar to what that person did. And I felt reluctant to tell her. I didn't, I wasn't in the mood to tell her. But I didn't know how she's also going to take this. So at the point, I just told her, well, let me tell her the truth. I was calling for people to help us plan our to draw our plan for next year. We need to have a plan for next year. You say you are an aristocrat or a, a, a learned person. 
and we needed people to come and help. You are a member of this church. Somebody even nominated you. You looked to me and you said you can't. You can't in church. You told me you can't do it. But that day, somebody was visiting us for the first time. Was nominated by somebody else. And she willingly came forward and presented her. So I told her, you know, that thing you did, it really offended me. Yes. Then she said, oh God, oh gosh. I said, oh gosh. You see, Pastor, well, I, I never meant it, but oh, you see, I am an introvert person and I don't like talking. And I said to her, you don't you like be a you don't, you know, I know you. You understand? You see, what I'm trying to say is this. Mostly, I don't, now I don't enjoy people. I don't have company, I'm telling you. You may see people around me, but they are not really. Uh-huh. Even these guys, now these are the guys who are now very, very close to me. Even these guys, sometimes I fear for them. Because I know that it can backfire at any time. It is very easy getting offended at your your fellow church member. Hey, that's a different thing. Mm. But when you get offended at your pastor, it's a different thing altogether. When you are angry with your pastor, it's different from being angry with a church member. You don't understand, but let me explain. Eli said to his children, if a man sins against another man, God can intervene. But if a man sins against God, who can speak for you? Do you understand what I'm saying? So if the offense is against a fellow church member, your pastor can come in and say, from today, I don't want to hear anything. I have to settle issues with fellow church members. One day, two of my church members were having some misunderstanding. When I heard it, I called this person. What's the problem? She, she this guy is, 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 is accusing me of something I've not done. And I said, okay, well, I'll talk to the guy. Then I called the guy. I said, gentlemen, what's the problem? Hey, this lady is accusing me of something I've not done. So I called both of them. I didn't. Ask who did what I said from today. I don't want to hear this issue anymore. C'est clair? They all said, we miss you. We miss you. We heard. And that was the last time we heard that issue. They started talking. They vowed never to talk to each other again. But later we saw them talk, flow. But when you have an issue with your pastor. Who is coming to settle this issue? That is why you are, that's why I find it very, very, very dangerous when people are getting too close to me. Because of, somebody said, because of what I've seen before. Yes. And so those of you are getting closer, be careful. There are some people too that are masters of, of being close to men of God. 
some of you some of you should begin to learn from the Kininda how he does it ever since I got to meet him dad I told him you have I really offended you before and is that then laughing you will be a child to think I have not offended him I have sometimes sometimes is he he's taller than me and he is a bit uh, somebody who's weightier is well built up than myself. One day I was sitting with him and somebody was coming to us. When he came, he went to me and said, Pastor, he went to the Kininda. I was there. He told me. So he, he greeted me and said, please, can I talk to your pastor? Uh, yeah, and I said, oh, go ahead. I said, oh, go ahead. Then he, he held his leg and said, oh, Pastor, please, I came to you. And he said, no, this is the pastor. And he said, hey, I'm so full. And so sometimes I have to uh, use veto power. Something I can tell him beginning that today you'll be preaching. And he will pray and prepare. He will come. By the time he gets ready to come and preach, I say, okay, today I'm preaching. <laughs> today I'm preaching. Tell your neighbor I'm preaching. And I expect him to say, Pastor is preaching. <laughs> and he will just be there and lamb. Sometimes you preach and I say, okay, I'll just take my pen. I'll not even tell him I'm coming to preach. I'll take my my book, my iPad, whatever, and I'll come and stand. When, when I come, you must go. And what are you doing over here? I've offended him several times. But not one time. Have I seen an open rebellion? I've not seen one. Somebody like this gentleman. I started a church. When I started a church, not long, I got to know him. Yeah. And I always say this about him that I have never family. seen Derek openly, openly rebel. Not once. Not once. I've not seen one. Maybe I'm here to see it. Sometimes I can say things he doesn't like. But not once have I seen an open rebellion. Oh, Pastor how do you think you are? Oh, oh my MGM. Oh, what has oh, come before? I've not seen one. I've not seen one. I've not seen one. Some of you have offended you massively. You can't relate with me and say it's going to be our relationship is going to be uh, fault free. It's not true. Even, I'm one. sure Brackery has also taken his fair share. But not once have I seen. Isn't it a good thing when you begin to have issues with your pastor? I always tell my church members that the moment you begin to have issues, stay away. The greatest wisdom you can apply as a church member is to stay away. Quit going to that particular church if you have issues with the pastor. The Bible said, Blessed is the man. So, he said, when you can just stay away from the counsel of an ungodly person, you are already blessed. You are not going to be blessed later on. You are already blessed. Let me end by telling you that a lot of the times, the blessing you expect to receive is not what you get. Let me tell you that most of the times, the, the way and manner you expect the blessings of God to come to you doesn't come. You see, 
some of you how many of you want to be blessed financially? And you see, your description of financial blessing is when God gives you more money. Two of us. Two of us. It's like when somebody gives you 10,000 Ghana they say, wow! Then you see that you have been blessed. But in the dictionary of God, they say, it's a different thing. It is a complete completely different thing altogether. What God rather describes as financial blessings, listen, is the the prevention of eaters of financial gain. You didn't understand what Now, come. Come. This man has got Two hundred cities. Come. Okay, two hundred cities. This man has got five thousand Ghana cities. Five thousand cities. And I come to bless them. They are all doing business. But I need two demons. Come. Come. Okay. Yes. Thank you. This demon. He's a demon who eats in the hundreds. Come. When he wants to eat your money, he eats in the hundreds. Stand here. No, you just stand here. This demon is also a demon who eats in the hundreds. Follow me. So if he wants to spend your money, the least he can steal from you is 100 Ghana cities. 200 cities. 300 cities. 400 cities. 400 cities. This guy has got 5,000. This gentleman has got only 200 cities. And this demon eats in the hundreds. So when he comes to eat one, he has eaten how many? 100 cities. And they are all praying for financial blessings. Okay, good. So I am God. I'm coming to bless I get here. And I realized this guy has got 5,000. So I give him additional 5,000. Making what? 10,000 cities. How many times does this person have to eat over here for the 10,000 to get finished? 100 times. So this gentleman eats in the morning, in the afternoon, in the evening. And maybe before he sleeps, he eats another one. So four a day. Divide 100, 100 divided by 4 is what? 25. So within a period of 25 days, 25 this guy energy. will come back to zero. Follow what I'm saying. This gentleman on the other hand was praying for me to bless him. I didn't give him money. But rather, I came and I prevented this person who has been eating his money from continuing eating. And so you realize that this gentleman within 21 days will come back to zero. But if this gentleman can work with the 200 cities he has, he will be increasing. And not decreasing. Because what will make him decrease has been prevented. That is what it means when the Bible says God will prevent the devourer on your behalf. And so I'm saying that sometimes the blessing you are expecting may not come. See, some of you are expecting that more money will be added. But the Bible says when your income increases, 
the eaters also increase. When you get more money, the people who eat the money increase. When you were earning 100 cities, you pray that if you should earn 500 cities at the end of the month, Charlie, who them? I'll buy this, I'll buy When you got 500, you are still complaining. Why? Because when your you when your increase your 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 finances increase it's not a, a sign that you are blessed two blessing is when the, the thing that causes you to lose money has been prevented is is you can do it better so when we say God is going to bless you next year, maybe He will not buy you a brand new car next year. Maybe God will not bring you, listen, God will not bring you the keys to a brand new house. But maybe the only thing He will do for you is to give you the teachings I am giving you today. To help you know that if you can stay away from ungodly people, if you can stay away from godless people, if you can stay away from irreligious people, if you can stay away with, from people who have nothing and want nothing to do with God, then you see that your blessings will begin to surface. I read a very interesting scripture. In, in Acts. And I was really blessed. Let me let me end with the scripture. And the Bible said, God sent Jesus to his people to bless them. Okay, it's Acts chapter 3, verse number 26. Acts chapter 3, Listen to the scripture. When I read the scripture, I, I felt in love with the scripture. Acts chapter 3, verse number 26. The Bible said, Unto you first, or unto you first, God, having raised up his son Jesus Christ, sent him to bless you. Please, somebody here, after God has raised his son, who is Jesus Christ? He sent a son to bless you. Charlie, what do you think Jesus will bless you with? If Jesus is coming to bless you. Some of us should be talking of a mansion. Two of us. Some of us will be expecting is a gene wagon. Yes. But how did God send a son Jesus to bless us? Listen. The Bible says in verse number 26. Verse 26, no. That unto us first, God having raised a son Jesus, sent him to bless you. In turning away, in turning away every one of you from your iniquities. The blessing God sent his son Jesus to come and just, just be a blessing to you is just to turn you away from your sin to a holy life. And just the turning away of you from your iniquity is a blessing. A lot of you will not regard this thing as a blessing. Ah, maybe. Uh, you see, salvation, when I get salvation, is salvation a blessing? You want money, money to chop, money to chop. But you have no idea. 
that Jesus dying on the cross for you stretching forth his hand screaming and, and, and wailing on the cross for you is God's blessing to you to turn you away from your sinful life is he a child of God let me end by telling you this change the way you see things when you change the way you see things it will automatically change the way you do things and if you can change the way you do things it will automatically set you forward in life show me a man who wants to prosper show me somebody in this house who wants to move forward and I'll show you a man who has avoided the counsel of ungodly people. I just spoke about the first point. There are so many points. That's the first one. Number one. Avoid the counsel of ungodly people. That's what I spoke about. Yeah, there are so many things I want to say. But I don't have time. I pray God will bless you. 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 By helping you avoid any ungodly person in your life. I pray God will bless you by giving you the strength to avoid the counsel of ungodly men. I pray God will deliver you from unholy men. I pray God will deliver you from profane people. I pray that God will deliver you from people whose words and contribution will lead to your destruction. May the power of God continue to be with you. In Jesus' name. Somebody shout Amen. Oh, if you want to put your hands together for Jesus, you can do it Please, before I take my seat, let me do this. If you are here, you don't know Jesus as your Lord and personal Savior. Or if you are here, your sins have not been forgiven. Or probably you are here, you want all your sins to be forgiven. You want to be a new person. I want to pray with you. Can you close your eyes? Lift up your hand. If you are like that, you want to lift up your hand as a sign of surrender. And say after me, dear Lord. Thank you. For your, word, for your word which you sent to me today, you sent to me today. Father, Father I, acknowledge I acknowledge that I'm a sinner, I'm a sinner and that you died for me that you died for me you rose for me you rose for me and so come into my life so come into my life and make my life a testimony make my life a testimony to those who know me those who know me thank you Jesus thank you Jesus for saving me for saving me in Jesus name in Jesus name amen. amen God bless you please after our second service we'll have a very short word with those of you who prayed the prayer if you are sick in any part of your body I don't want you to live here with that sickness it's a taboo yes. to come to the house of God and live with a sickness 
And so can you stand to your feet and lay your hand where you are hurting? If it's your stomach, lay your hand on your stomach. If it's your head, lay your hand on your head. Probably maybe you are not sick, but you know somebody or you are related to somebody who is sick, you can stand in the gap for Just lay your hand as a, as a word of contact for the person. And let us pray. Heavenly Father, you said to me that if I can pray for your children, you heal them and take away their broken wings. I ask that you will take away every pain in this body in Jesus' name. I curse every problem in the belly. I curse every problem in the eyes. I curse every problem in the head. I curse every problem in the waist. I curse every problem in the leg. I curse every problem in the arm. I curse every spinal problem. And I ask that every spirit of diabetes will leave your children. I cast stroke out of the life of your children. And I ask that they will be made every with whole. Thank you, Lord, for healing rheumatism. Thank you, Lord, for taking away diabetes, stroke, and other deadly diseases. Thank you that the hypertension of your children has been healed. In Jesus' mighty name. Somebody shout amen. Oh, are you blessed today? Put your hands together for Jesus. We hope you've been blessed by this message. For further information on Reverend Amos Darko's tapes and books, please send us a mail at rev.amosdarko at gmail.com or call plus 233-503-861-399. Thank you for your time and God bless you.